Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are into the year 2017. I realize some of you might find this episode many, many years later on the archives of iTunes, but we are launching into the new year, which brings with it a lot of people who are trying to look to get a fresh start in the world and, and do things different. And I know a lot of people who listen to this show, that's exactly why you listen. You you have this desire inside of you that you want to go start your own thing. So every couple of days, or a couple of days a week, we try to bring you interviews with people who've done just that. They've left the world of their corporate job and gone off and pursued their own their own hopes and dreams and created their own way. And that's what we're going to do today. Today, my guest is Julianne Sullivan. And she actually was an accountant who now is a professional speaker and coach and trainer and really helps people achieve more in their life. And I thought she would be a great person as we kick off the new year to sort of talk about her journey from the corporate world into being a, a, a solopreneur. And so Julianne Sullivan, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Well, isn't this just a cool thing to do? Thank you so much, Tom, for inviting me. That's right. The coolest thing that entrepreneurs do is come on this show. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your business, what it is you, and what it is that you actually do. Okay. So you already said I'm a professional speaker, trainer, and coach. And my focus is on the interdependence of communication, collaboration, and change. Really, none of those can happen well without the other. And I focus on employee engagement and work culture and how that comes into play. Uh, people need to know how to speak to one another, and that's their best way of working together. And when they have a strong team, then change, which is going to happen, um, becomes a lot easier to move through when you have that team feeling that hometown feeling, so to speak, you know, where people get up in the morning and they want to go to work. Yeah, that's the way I am now since I work for myself. I don't know, yeah. that, I, I, I don't know that that's always the way it was at every job I ever had in my career. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yeah, being on your own uh, definitely has its perks as it also has its, you know, mountains to climb. So my mother used to say there's a price to pay for everything. You know, nothing is just all rosy. <laughs> <laughs> so what led you, you know, you used to be an accountant. What led you to say, to heck with that, I want to go and, and help other people and, and start my own business? I was in accounting and finance for three decades. And it was a lot of fun for me. A lot of people who know me, I'm pretty effervescent and they can't understand how I could ever be an accountant. But to me, it was like a puzzle and I, I really enjoyed it. And then one day, I just didn't want to learn one more thing about accounting. And as you know, Tom, especially being a solopreneur, you got to keep learning. I don't care what your profession is. You got to keep learning if you want to get better. And I just, I was done. And I was working for a very good friend of mine. I've known him for a very long time. And I said, I, I got to get out of here. Like, I don't want to learn anymore. So I'm not going to be doing the best job and I'm not going to be serving you. And I got to get out. And um, I had always done presentations 
I went through the certified Toastmaster program when they used to have that. And I went home one day, honestly, and I was looking through file folders. And I have a file folder called Fuzzies, which are nice things that people have written to me. And I was reading through them and people had written great, you know, presentation. This is what we got out of it. And I just went, yeah, I want to be a professional speaker. (laughs) And I just started going down that road. So that's really was very serendipitous. So what was it like to go to your your boss and your friend and say, I don't want to do this anymore? Was that was that petrifying? Was it scary? No, because, you know, I just kind of knew I just I just knew that I wasn't going to be doing my best. And I've always lived my life where I want to be on top of my game, whatever that game is. Um, And we had such a good relationship. Uh, It wasn't like I left him in a week. It was like April. And I said, "Okay, in September, I'm going to go. And honestly, had I turned around in that time and said, what was I thinking? He certainly would have let me stay. (laughs) (laughs) So it was an easier way to exit because of that relationship and because I'd known him for so long. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who say, I want to be a professional speaker or I want to be a fitness coach or whatever their passion is. What was it that was able to get you over the, I want to go do this to actually then taking the steps? Well, I'm going to be really honest here. One of the big things was at the time I was married and I didn't have to worry about how much money I was making. So I will tell you that the one error of my ways Uh, since I'm no longer in that relationship, um, was not keeping a day job while I was building my other job. That has made it a lot more difficult for me. No doubt about it. Hindsight, you know, is beautiful. And, but I didn't see what other things were coming in my life. And I, I didn't prepare for that. So it did make it a lot more difficult. And so now when people, I coach people and say, oh, I want to do something completely different. I suggest, well, why don't you do this and, you know, keep your day job while you're building this up until you feel comfortable, especially if you're in charge of paying your own bills. Right. And there's a lot of people, I think, who, you know, don't see what's coming around the next bin, be it a divorce or be it a death or be it just the, yeah. co- the sickness, economy, sickness, all, all kinds of things. And so, you know, when when you sort of got that sort of reality that, oh, I've started this business and now my situation has changed. <laughs> what, it was frightening. I was going to say, what happened next? Well, I spent a lot of time on the couch crying and uh, it was really, really frightening but I always had faith that it was going to work out. And so I just made me, you know, every time I found myself on my couch going, I don't think I could do this. The other side of my brain would say, well, how long are you going to do that? Because that's not going to move you forward. So I've gotten to the point in my life where, you know, everybody has highs and lows. But when I have my lows, I just don't stay there because it doesn't serve me. So now that you've been doing this for several years, what do you absolutely love about the life of having your own business? Schedule. I mean, I get up in the morning. I want to go work out, walk my dog. It's definitely schedule. I want to work at 10 o'clock at night. You know, it's schedule. I want to go on a vacation. I don't have to ask anybody. It's schedule. (laughs) It's the greatest. 
Although I get that answer a lot, that sort of freedom to do what I want when I want. But did you, do you ever find that that freedom can also backfire on you? Do you ever find yourself like, you know, walking the dog going, oh, it's noon and I haven't gotten anything done today? <laughs> Absolutely. I think, you know, like I said, there's always a price to pay. So the other side of that is, well, maybe that means you're going to work till 10 o'clock at night. And is that really what you want to do? So I think this free along with this freedom is this necessity to schedule yourself and to have organization of what you're going to do when because really you know couldn't we all just fritter the day away on good things i could work out i could walk my dog i could do some community service i i could give my day away easy but you, you got to watch that, like you say. So I get up in the morning and I make myself a list. Okay, these are the three things I need to get done. If I get more done, great, but this is what I need to get done. Because without that list, yeah, it can be 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I did that over the holiday season. I, I kind of said, okay, I'm not going to work very much because my daughter was going to be home from college. My other daughter was off from high school. And my wife kind of has a down period, so I wasn't going to do a lot of work. And all of a sudden, we were going to, like, movies and, you know. <laughs> I could and, get used to that. Well, and, yeah, and it wasn't that I wasn't going to work at all. I was just going to work a little here or there, and I'd go to I'd go for a run, and then I'd have some lunch, and then we'd go to a movie. And all of a sudden, it's 5 o'clock, and I didn't get anything done. It was like, wow, wow, this could be a habit. I could just do nothing ever. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So as soon as we win the lottery, we yeah. can do that. But in the meantime – our jobs do take work. I mean, being a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, I mean, you got to create your world. You got to create your work. It does not just kind of come down the street and hit in the face. <laughs> so, you know, we know what you like about being an entrepreneur and having your own business. Is there anything you don't like? Are there any days you think, oh, my God, I could still be an accountant? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is not something I ever want to go back to. Uh, nothing against accounting. It's just um, I did that, you know. Um, I, I think, too, sometimes I think to go back to accounting is a failure. So I have that thing in my head. I, I guess the hardest thing about uh, being a solopreneur and entrepreneur um, is that you really need a lot of what I call the two Ps, persistence and patience. So you just, you have to keep moving forward. I, it's so easy to just put your hands up in the air and go, ah, never mind. So you just got to keep moving forward all the time. And you have to be patient because, you know, you and I have heard of people that, you know, they decide to go off on their own and they go to the local bar and they meet somebody and they get a $10,000 contract. Well, that's just great. But that didn't happen to me. And I'm pretty sure that didn't happen to you. And it doesn't happen to most of us. So we need to be persistent and be very clear about what we want to do. Because the other thing besides not doing anything is doing too many things. And I would say that's one of the hardest things about for me about being a solopreneur is I can go in eight directions and that doesn't serve you well or me either because then you don't really have any <clears throat> energy going in a particular direction where you're building on that. 
So if someone's listening to this show and they're thinking, you know, I, I want to go to my boss. I want to do just what Julianne Sullivan did. I, I want to go in and say, please give me six months to transition out, and I want to start my own thing. Whatever that thing, whatever that pang in their heart is that they want to start, what advice would you give them? Well, I would ask them to be really clear about what it is they want to do. And just like when I work with people on goal setting, break it down, break it down again, break it down again. And I think people need to be really in touch with what fits them. Like they can say, oh, I really want to speak on economics. I'll just throw that out there. But if something inside of them goes, I know economics, but I hate economics, then that's not the direction to go in because you and I know as many people, other people do who are, are doing entrepreneurship, if you don't have that passion inside, you're not going to have that persistence and patience and, and be able to do that. So first, I would say, really understand what it is uh, that you want to do. And then the other piece, which I think is mandatory throughout our whole time of being an entrepreneur, is to have a coach. So what do you mean by have a coach? Well, I think at different times in my uh, in in this journey, I've had different coaches. So when I first started, I had a coach that helped me get my words straight on what it was that I wanted to do and what I wanted other people to understand that I did. Uh, later, I might have gotten a coach for to help me with marketing. So or get into a mastermind where you can throw ideas off other people and always be open to new ideas. So that's what I mean about being a coach. We can't do it on our own. I don't care what we read. You know, there's plenty of videos and articles and all that, but I think it's really important to find someone whose personality and yours clicks so that you can listen to what they have to say. So you bring up, we can't do it alone. How important do you think your network is if you want to go start a business? Well, I think if you don't have a network and you don't continue that network, I don't see how you can succeed. I mean, seriously. Uh, You know, I have a podcast too, and you and I both do a lot of networking through the podcast. It's wonderful, but I don't know how you can succeed, like I said, without a network, because the bottom line is you never know where your job's coming from, no matter what you're doing. I don't care if you're selling windows or speaking. It really doesn't make any difference. When you network and meet people, you just never know when that next work is coming from. And besides that, networking for me is learning. Right. I'm sure you found that, Tom. You've had lots of guests on and I've had guests on my podcast, too. I'm constantly learning just from what they have to tell me. So networking isn't about what I can do for them. Networking to me is what can I learn by building that relationship? So a new question that I'm sort of adding in this year is how can people really harness their own personal potential? I really believe that everybody has potential to, to accomplish great things in some area, but I think that potential alone isn't enough. So what can people do to harness their own potential and, and find that success? Well, again, I go back to uh, beside, you know, being very specific about what it is they want to do 
and who they want to serve. And then the other is good old fashioned hard work. <laughs> that's that's right. There's nothing like taking action and working hard that helps you get yeah, to that potential. I mean, I, I, I don't think that there's any secret or magic. I think it's again, back to per, a lot of persistence and taking one foot in front of the other. Um, I'm going to forget her name, but the most winning coach in female basketball, Pat, I won't remember her name. But anyway, she was an incredible coach. And they asked her son, what was the greatest lesson your mom ever taught you? And he said this, right foot, left foot, breathe. And I just love that (laughs) because that's how I think you succeed. Awesome. Hey, Julianne, I've got a couple more questions for you. But okay. first, but first, I've got to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Julianne Sullivan. (laughs) Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Julianne, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So what is something new and exciting and cool that you're doing in your business right now? Well, you know, I have a podcast called Mere Mortals Unite. And in 2017, I'm turning, I'm going to start a new series called Businesses That Care. And I'm really excited about it since I'm all into workplace culture. I'm interviewing leadership about one unique idea that they used in their company to increase employee engagement and create a workplace environment where people want to come to work. And so I'm really excited about that. Uh, Again, I'm learning a lot about, you know, new ideas. You think you heard it all and somebody comes up with Dance Party Friday. And uh, Mm. so that has been uh, really great. And specifically on speaking, I'm working on not using PowerPoint. Interesting. Why is that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, I talked to a friend of mine in uh, the National Speakers Association, and uh, she doesn't use any PowerPoints, and I talked to somebody else, and they don't, and I thought I would try it, so I went to a conference, and uh, I tried it for the first time, and I really liked it. It's certainly freeing if you're someone who can think on your feet and just go off and do it. I I oftentimes will go without a PowerPoint if I'm doing less than a half-hour presentation because it allows me to kind of go wherever my gut tells me to go. Well, the other place where I don't like to use a PowerPoint is like next month I'm going to be talking to a CEO and 11 department heads. And when you have a really tiny group like that, if I'm up there and I'm doing a power, it's like not a good match. Right. Yeah. Small group's a different thing, too. I I don't like it in small groups. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm kind of having fun with that. And it's a lot cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, I love to ask people who come on the show about other entrepreneurs. Who is it that you observe out there who's doing something cool? Because I think great entrepreneurs, I, I think they're observers. I think they're always watching. And we get some great answers to this question. So who do you see out there and you think, yep, they're crushing it? Uh, well, I love the way Tim Gard uses props. And I actually have an idea in my head to create a keynote with props. So I love to see how he uses them. Talk about somebody who's quick on their feet. I love that. Yeah, if people don't know who Tim Gard is, he's a he's a humorist professional speaker who is sort of a legend in the in in the business. He's been doing this for a long, long time, and and he's better than a stand up comedian because he's got real content. But I mean, you laugh the entire time, and he definitely uses some really interesting props to to sort of make the entire experience for the audience really special. Yeah, they're props. He's actually created the design of his own. Like you'll never see those props anywhere else. <laughs> that's for sure. So, uh, so, so that's one. And the other is um, I really look for, and I, there's a few people like this, but I really look for people who have really good closings. Like I think a lot of people have great openings, but I, I rarely, not rarely, but I don't see as often a really good closing. So I've been watching speakers and really trying to get out there and see speakers speak, Um, you know, taking the opportunity to do that when I can, just as I like people to come see me speak. I think that's really valuable. I was just at this conference and you were there too, Tom. And it was so great to be able to see several different speakers and what they do and um, much different than seeing their videos or whatever. Sure. And the final question that I ask everybody is, what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think in addition to being observers, I I think entrepreneurs want to leave a mark. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I am a certified laughter leader and trainer. So I teach people how to create their own true mirthful laughter from within and utilize it as another tool in their life toolbox to get through tough times. So one of the things that I do is every quarter at my local library, I run a laughter workshop. Awesome. (laughs) That's a lot of fun. I've also done it for corporate meetings, so it it runs across the gamut. But that's one of the things I do to give back to the greater good. And then I volunteer whenever I can um, at my church and with the National Speakers Association and, you know, wherever I can do a little bit or a lot. Our church does a lot of um, local charities, whether we're collecting gloves or backpacks or school supplies or whatever. So um, I always try to uh, do that if I have the time to do that. That's great. So. My final thing is if somebody's been listening to this and they think I've, I've got to know more about Julianne Sullivan, how do, how do people find you? Well, the easiest thing to do is go to juliannesullivan.com and that's Anne without an E. Or if that's too hard to remember, they can go to meremortalsunite.com, which will take them to my website as well. And Mere Mortals the- Unite is also the name of your podcast. I assume they can find that on the Apple Store in, the, in iTunes. Yep. They can find that in iTunes as well and uh, everywhere else. Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spreaker Stitcher, Mars. Well, for for all of us mere mortals out there, we should unite. I think that's great. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Right, well, well, Julianne, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And I love it when people come on and just sort of share their journey because I know that it inspires the listeners because I get the emails from people saying I needed to hear what he or she had to say on that very day I listened to that episode. So we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Julianne Sullivan. So in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Cool Podcast. Jump over to the Facebook page for cool things entrepreneurs do. And if you are on iTunes, go over to iTunes and leave a review. There's nothing that makes my day brighter than getting a brand new happy review from one of the listeners. So come back in a couple of days. But for today, go on out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.